You're listening to Divine Love, a podcast by Dr. Daniel Condren. To join in the conversation or to learn more, or just to find more great content like this, visit danielcondren.com. Daniel, in this book, you claim that you're restoring true Christian. Christianity. In fact, on the front cover, it says restoring true Christianity. Yes. Um, and with that comes, with that change comes resistance from the world. Mm-hmm. And you told me before that you, you understand that some people will not accept this at first. Some people will fight back against it. Um, how do we overcome the resistance to change in order to accept these commandments of Jesus Christ? Yeah, so um, Christianity has been changing for 2,000 years. Um, so, for example, after Jesus was on the cross and then appeared to the disciples, after that, then along comes Paul. And he says, well, I'm at Jesus on the road to Damascus. This is after he'd killed some Christians, murdered some Christians. And so he's transformed. So then he has his idea of what Christianity is, but he was not one of the original 12 disciples. And so in our Bible, in the New Testament, a lot of the books were written by him, yet he wasn't one of the 12 disciples. So that's the beginning of the change right there. Then different uh, churches, different bishops, had different books of the New Testament, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, but also the um, books from the Nagamati, the Gnostic Gospels of Mary and Thomas, and all these Gnostic Gospels that were in and part of Christendom until about 325 AD at the Council of Nicaea when um, Constantine, a Rome, pagan Roman emperor, decides to have a council of all the bishops because he's decided he's not going to have freedom of religion in his empire, Roman Empire anymore. He's going to have one religion, and that's going to be Christianity. So they have to decide and put all the, the books together and decide which one they're going to accept as canonical, canonical um, as part of the canon of the Christian church, and which ones will not be accepted. So at that meeting, through whatever means, through his influence, some of the books were taken out and said we can't use these books anymore and some of them were kept in. Now, was that a wise thing to do? Or well, would it have been better if we would kept them all? Some would say it would have been better if we kept them all the books so we could still have them available. Fortunately, they weren't all destroyed and they were found at Nagamati in 1947. Same, almost the same time within a year or two of when the Essene uh, books were found at uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls. And so now we have those available so we can see what many of those earlier books that were not included in the Bible uh, that are there. So then there was the evolution and so then the Catholic Church became the Christian Church and that was from that council and other councils preceded it and there weren't the other forms of Christianity. The Church of Mary was wiped out, uh, the Albigenses later on, but later on then other churches said well we're going to we don't agree with everything, so we'll start the Baptist Church, we'll start the Method Church, we'll start the Calvin Church, Calvinists, and so on and so forth. And now there's many, many sects or denominations of Christianity. 
And then there was the Thomas Church, where supposedly the disciple Thomas went to India and started his own church. And then there was the church in Ethiopia. And then there's the Eastern Orthodox Church that says, well, we don't agree with everything that you're saying, and so half of Christendom was split into two churches. So there's always been change and evolving going on um, in the church, and so there's always been friction, and there's been reaction and resistance to change. So in this book, The Three Commandments of Jesus Christ, it's, it basically says, well, let's look at the essence of what Jesus was teaching and what the most important factors as given in Jesus' own words, because if you want to go to source, you go to Jesus. That is the basis of Christianity. So let's put Jesus' sayings and what Jesus the Christ said and taught and lived, let's put them at the top of any other thing in the Bible, which makes sense. It's called Christianity for a reason. And he said, I came to fulfill. So then, knowing that, and having done decades and decades of research study and discipline service and teaching, uh, and so this was revealed to me, it came to me, I wrote it. Um, but in, on a higher sense, it's more like, in, as I believe, is that Jesus said, okay, things have gotten a little diluted, things have gotten distracted, things have gotten changed, people are imperfect, so pe imperfect people interpreted what I said and did in imperfect ways, and maybe it's time now just to get back to basics or get to the essence and, of what I said and just teach the essence. And so in, with that concept in mind, the highest truth that Jesus taught, the essence of what he taught, I discovered, or it came to me, or it was revealed to me, or I was able to distill it down, different ways of saying it, the highest teachings of what Jesus had to offer and what he came to offer to the planet. And, it, and when you take that approach, it becomes very obvious. He says, Jesus says, this is my commandments. The Pharisees came up to Jesus. Pharisees, Sadducees come up to Jesus and says, Jesus, what is the greatest of the commandments? They're probably thinking he's going to say one of the Ten Commandments of Moses, but he doesn't. And they don't ask him the Ten Commandments of Moses. They ask him, what is the highest, the greatest of the, of the commandments? And so he, he gives them to him. Love your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your might. And the second, which is like unto it, love thy neighbor as thyself. On this hang all the law and the prophets. Now, that means the law and the prophets are the greatest truths. But yet, all those greatest truths that have come before him from whatever holy book, from whatever religion, from whatever prophets, from wherever, it all hangs on the main support of these two commandments. Love your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, and all your might, and love thy neighbor as thyself. That means they're the greatest truth. That's the foundation. That's the, the bulwark. That's the strength that allows these other truths to even exist, lesser truths. And then the third truth comes a little bit later in a different book in the Bible, and, and Jesus says, a, a new commandment I give you, love thy neighbor as thyself. So that rounds it off with those three commandments. Because it's loving God, love your neighbors yourself, but the, and the third one that he gives, he says, a new commandment I give you, is 
love ye one another. So instead of just the giving or the aggressive, I'm going to love you, I'm going to love God, it brings in the receptive, the feminine, love you one another. Because if you love you one another, somebody's got to receive and somebody's got to give love. So it brings in receptivity into the love. Because love is very receptive. Love is not just aggressive. Love is just not uh, action um, affirming. It's also receiving. This is a receiving universe. And that's because all of us, the whole universe was received from God. And when we're born, we receive a body to exist in as a soul. And we receive food, shelter, and clothing. If we didn't, our body would not make it to adulthood. And so then we receive air, we receive water, we receive sunlight. So this is a receiving universe. So Jesus was the wisest of the wise to, in this third commandment, bring in and demonstrate and show and speak the value of receptivity and the value of the feminine. So that it wouldn't be just a total patriarchal religion, but it would be a male-female religion, a uh, divine masculine and divine feminine and there would be a balance because in everything God does God is balanced is totally balanced and Jesus was totally balanced he loved Mary sometimes called Mary Magdalene and he had a very very loving divine mother the Virgin Mary and he had a, uh, a loving sister also called Mary and he loved Martha and so he demonstrated love for the females and not just the males. So he wanted his love and he, his teaching because he, know, he knew that love is always balanced. Love is always balanced in giving and receiving. How could love be love if it was out of balance? It couldn't because it wouldn't be the highest truth. The highest truth has to be balanced. And so he gave us this wonderful truth. So therefore, when there's resistance to learning, it's because we've accepted some truth. And then when a higher truth comes along, we have to change in order to receive that higher truth. So the resistance can be overcome by letting the love come into your heart. If you want to learn more, visit danielcondron.com.